And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 263. And today we're going to be talking about two holiday horror movies to all a good night, a holiday slasher from 1980 that not many people have seen that's out on Shutter now. And 13 Slays Till Xmas. It's an anthology and it's from 2020. That's right. Yeah, it's a it's a movie that we picked up last. Well, we got in January of last year, January or February of this year, actually. Uh-huh. And then we didn't get a chance to actually review it till now, so. Perfect timing. Yeah, I, well, I didn't want to do it in February. It just didn't make sense, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to want to watch that. Right. You know, they got to be in the spirit. Yeah. So, but yeah, also, guys, heads up. We're going to be taking off quite a few weeks here. I know it's not what you want to hear, and I hope that you guys will be back when we return. That is my ultimate concern, <laughs> is I don't like taking off at all, like at all. And uh, we're taking off four weeks because I have to get my teeth done at the dentist office and it's going to be a couple of weeks of hell. And I don't know how I'm going to react to that or what's going to happen with that because my mouth is going to be all puffed up and they're going to be cleaning under my gums and all this other shit. They may remove a tooth. I don't fucking know at this point. (laughs) Maybe they'll just put a bullet in my head. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Hold on, let me put insurance on you first. I can't wait to spend money. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. (laughs) Happy holidays, everyone. Can you add some sleigh bells in there, Alex, in the editing process? (laughs) Anyway, yeah, guys. So I'm really bummed out. I'm going to miss doing the podcast for four weeks. But I also have to catch up on watching movies that we're going to be doing our top 20 or 15 uh, movies with Dawn of the Disc is going to be joining me. So we're going to be picking out our top movies and we both watch a lot of movies. So it'll be good to check in with us to see what actually hit our list. And I would highly encourage you to support that big one. I, I want that to be one of the big things in the year because we spend so much time just to make that episode. If you think about how many movies go into watch that episode, it's a lot. It's a lot of time. There's a, and there's a lot of movies that don't even make a word into that episode, too, that you have to watch. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's, there's plenty time. that are just garbage that I'm just not interested in that I'm just... I mean, I don't like using the word garbage, but... <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I, uh, but, you know, just ones that I'm just like, no, this is this is not for me. Um, you know, but I still watch them anyway, you know, and I'm, I'm really there's a lot of independent ones out this year. Mm-hmm. A whole lot that have fallen through the cracks that we haven't gotten to see. Like I haven't been able to see St. Maud. I haven't oh, been yeah. able to watch Ghostbusters because we haven't been able to go to the, the, the theater. theater. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to see Resident Evil there either, because I thought 
and the way HBO Max made it, wasn't HBO Max the one that said that they were going to do... Yeah, one of them said that they were going to put Ghostbusters the day it came out on the theater. And it didn't. And it oh, didn't. Oh, wait, or did it, was it just the day of only? Maybe we missed it. I don't think we missed it. No, we did not miss it. Okay. I checked, trust me. I, I've been wanting to see that movie. But since we haven't been able to go to the theater and we don't have the extra money to go, uh, this is the kind of bullshit show that we run. Congratulations. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of movies that we have to rewatch. Some I'm not going to be able to even review. Obviously, you know, I don't review every single thing that I watch or I would just not even be able to sleep <laughs> because it just takes too much time to edit and do all that other stuff on top of it. But yeah, I hope you guys tune in. I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. I'm really super sad. This is like sad for me to take off this much time, Christina. I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate it. Well, I got, you got four weeks. I got five weeks. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I know. Christina's excited as shit. She didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to clean my house. <laughs> She's going to kick over my computer and pour water in it. <laughs> she, woo! Happy holidays! <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, so we'll be back on the January 10th is the technical date. Now, technically, we could do an episode the, you know, the 3rd of January, but I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of like too much that's going into the episode on the 10th. Right. It's going to be a big episode. It's just too much. You're going to come back with a huge episode. Yeah. I hope you guys will be there for it. We will be doing YouTube videos in the interim. If you have not followed our YouTube, all you have to do is go to links or go to Long Live the Void and find our links to our YouTube videos, or you can go to our link tree, which will take you to the YouTube layer uh, where we do a lot of like uh, underground hits and stuff, new movies that have just come out and some old sometimes. Every now and then I'll do those, but they're a little bit harder and you'll still be streaming and yes i will still be streaming i'm not sure 100 percent every single night we'll see how it goes my sleeping shit has been up my ass lately but lately i've been taking some pot pills or some pot chewies gummies mm-hmm. and it's been like kind of helping. helping me yeah that's good like i feel like i'm getting the sleep that i need mm-hmm. rather than waking up in the middle of the night so many times although last night yeah not so good <laughs> I didn't take a gummy, though. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But I would have woken up for, like, you know, I would have taken the gummy and then still been high by the time I woke up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, guys. Uh, <laughs> so I hope you guys will join us for the top 10, 20, 15. I don't know what it's going to be. We haven't decided that yet, but it'll be our top picks for the whole fucking year um so i hope you guys will tune in for that and with dawn of the disc so but other than that i think it might be that time what time is it horse shots all right guys so we decided to pick the movie to all a good night which has a slasher it's a slasher movie with Santa. And it actually has people dressed up as Santa in it. So we're calling this shot a murder Santa. Nice echo. Yeah, you like that? No. <laughs> Christina and I have been hanging on to one of our drinks that we've been desperately trying to use. It is, it's going to be very difficult for you guys to find. I, Bo- got, I got, I think most of the grocery stores have them right now, but I got my hands on one of those limited edition seasonal Mountain, Mountain Dews. Dews. It's called Gingerbread Snapped. 
snapped. Yeah, right. The D, Where you snap you know, the neck that, of the fucking gingerbread man. Yeah, but it doesn't even have any ginger in it, and it doesn't even taste like ginger. But we're It tastes it. like gingerbread cookie. What are you talking about? I don't think it does. Yeah, anyway, Just, it is a gingerbread cookie fucking Mountain Dew, <laughs> and it is with two ingredients in this, the Mountain Dew and... A, a spice rum. Spice yeah, rum. What's it called? Captain Jack? What the Captain fuck? Jack. What the fuck is the rum called? Captain... Now you got me fucked up. I don't Captain even know Morgan. what the fuck. Captain oh, Morgan. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. My yeah, brain, so it's, it's my gingerbread Mountain Dew and Captain Morgan put together. All right? Okay. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Happy Ooh. I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, two weeks in a row. That was really shots. good. Yeah, I like it. I had a feeling it was going to taste good together because... Mm-hmm. It's just ginger and rum just seem like the gingerbread cookie and the the rum just seem like it would be a good taste. I wanted to put ginger or gin in it. I wanted to use gin, but hell no, he hates gin. I think gin is a fucking god awful goddamn drink if I've ever had one. <laughs> Who wants to drink pine needles? Okay, maybe it's seasonal, but I ain't trying maybe to eat a Christmas some tree. Some people who have high cholesterol. <laughs> is that really a thing? Yeah, it is. Oh, God. Well, whatever. Maybe just drink turpentine. I don't know. I'm sure that's low on calories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you guys would like to try a murder Santa, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of this year's ho-ho homicide <laughs> of To All a Good Night from 1980 and 13 Slays Till Xmas from 2020. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, so Christina did the work on this one, the first one, the which is? To all a good night. Mm-hmm. A group of teenagers at a party find themselves being stalked by a mechanical killer in a Santa Claus costume. A mechanical? A maniacal? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Let me do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, scene. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. Fuck no, it. No, 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 no. no. You done no, fucked up. No, you done fucked up. up. No. I'm like mechanical. I'm like, this isn't no fucking Halloween Me- 3. Okay. There's no robots in this movie. <laughs> Tagline. You'll scream till dawn. Mm. Okay. That's disgusting. Whatever you say. It's disgusting. Directed by David Hess. Hasn't really directed anything else but this. But he is mostly an actor and has been in Last House on the Left from 1972. Right. Big, big, yeah. And he also wrote songs in that movie. And he also wrote songs in for Cabin Fever from 2002. Okay. He also acted in Swamp Thing from 1982. And he also wrote songs for Hateful Eight from 2015. Interesting. Right? I thought it was, too. Yeah, it's a pretty... Uh... Mixed up uh, kind of, you know, talents he's got going on there. Yeah, and I wonder if this directing this movie kind of killed his, no. you know, to direct no, it's, stuff. It just happens. Life happens. You just don't know. 
Right. Sometimes it's, you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Right. You know? I, I think it, yeah, it just didn't work out. But anyway, this story was written by Alex Rebar. He also helped write Beyond the Door mm. in 1974, and he wrote and directed uh, some Sex, Pain, and Murder episodes. Wait, Beyond the Door, the Italian movie? I guess, 1974? Yeah, we did it. Beyond the Door, one oh, through yeah. three. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I don't remember. Fuck it. Okay, he is also an actor, and he played Reed in, again, Amityville Horror, the Evil Escapes TV movie oh. from 1989, which we also mentioned last week. I'm glad the it's Evil like, Escapes, because we can't escape it. Jesus Christ. No, like every fucking week, dude. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. I think we jinxed ourselves when we, when we watched all of them. Yeah. And now they're just following us around. Anyway, this movie stars Jennifer Runyon, who plays Nancy. This is her first role. She was, you probably recognize her in Ghostbusters, the original. She was in the beginning sequence. With Bill Murray. Yep. She was also. Where in she's like guessing the cards. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, she's like psychically reading and, and Bill Murray's lying for her. Like right again. And the other guy has the gum and he spits it out every time when he gets shocked. Mm-hmm. That's her. She's in this movie too. Yeah. As she was also in Carnosaur from 1993. Right. Which we. She looks different watched. in each of these movies, yeah, by the way. Really, she really does. She was a regular in Charles in Charge. You know that show with sure. Scott Bayo? Bayo? Bayo, yeah. Isn't he like a big speaker now for stuff? Or, for, or politics or religion or yeah, something? Yeah, I think he's big in politics now. And she was in Silent Night, Bloody Night 2, Revival from 2015. I don't even know what that is. Never even heard of that. I don't know. I guess it's a sequel. <laughs> no, I, that's a sequel of a sequel. It's a reboot because I, I there's a I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. You're gonna have to look it up. Maybe we should watch it anyway. Okay. Also starring Forrest Swanson, who plays Alex. Uh, this is his only movie. Linda Gentile, who plays Melody. Her only movie. William Lauer, who plays TJ. His only movie. And then the budget on this film seventy thousand dollars. Okay. Yep. And Alex, what did you think of this amazing film? Well, this is a movie that I've been meaning to see for a long time now. Like ever since I started the podcast, you know, every every holiday season, I'm like always looking for holiday movies to watch, you know, to put up on the podcast and everything like that. And this has been one that has been alongside of elves that I wanted to do for many, 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 many times. Um, but I wasn't I didn't really know much about it. You know, I've never seen it. I didn't know anything about it. So this is my first time seeing it. Um, I think this is actually a pretty okay, like average Christmas slasher that despite it being average is still fun nonetheless. One of those just, you know, slightly above average slasher movies that you can sort of pick apart and laugh with, you know, or at, if you want to call it that. But one of the first thing we notice is how similar the movie starts off compared to Black Christmas. It's very similar in a lot of ways. Not necessarily the same, like, it just has that air about it, okay? Because you got school girls in college going home for Christmas, some staying, very similar to the beginning of Black Christmas, uh, other than the other stuff that's going on in the movie. Like I said, it's not the same, of course, but it definitely feels like the same movie almost. It's it's a little too ridiculous to kind of take self seriously because um, how the some of the stuff that happens in the movie is just kind of ridiculous. But it has some pretty messed up kills in it, enough to make it a kind of a fun watch. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they did some pretty good practical effects for a $70,000 fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I'd say the last 20 minutes is where the movie gets a full-on wild and ridiculous. Some of the deaths are merely just ragdolls being <laughs> thrown around, which is kind of laughable. <laughs> but again, $70,000, dude, you know, they made a fucking movie. And when you think about that, $70,000 at that time, that's actually not a bad job for a fucking movie. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. They did a lot for their money, though, in a, in a location that had plenty of rooms to dispatch girls and guys alike. Plus, if you like the whole Santa Killers thing, it's one of the few decent ones out there. I mean, there are some good ones out there, obviously, better than this, but it really isn't all that bad. Plus, the twist at the end, which I thought was kind of decent, um, I wasn't blown away by, but... You know, it's kind of cool, I guess. It was a nice surprise. It's it's mostly pretty obvious, though, who's um, kind of the, the mystery is not really that tight as far as, like, <laughs> they kind of, like, let you know who it is pretty obviously because some of the actors are acting completely re- ridiculous that you're just like, okay, something's up with that. You know, one's too obvious, one's not so obvious. You know, it's just one of those things, you know, where you play the guessing game into the end, like most slashers. Mm-hmm. The killer going around always seems to just pop up in the most ridiculous ways. Mm -hmm. Ways that you're like, wait a second, how the fuck did that killer get into that situation and out of that situation without being noticed kind of thing? So there's a little bit of logic breaking in it, but it's just for the sake of a, you know, straightforward fucking slasher movie with Santa killer, you know, that doesn't have that much thought put into it. It's just kind of silly. I'd say if you're an avid slasher fan and you haven't seen this one, you should definitely watch it, especially for a holiday slasher. It won't be, you know, Halloween levels or Black Christmas levels of awesome, but it will be a decent holiday slasher to watch that kind of lacks and scares and sort of feels like a carbon copied early on movie, even though this was, you know, pretty young in the the subgenre. It still kind of borrows from like Friday the 13th and you know, fucking right. Black Christmas, and it's still kind of borrowing a little bit. But those movies also had about five to ten times the budget this one did. So I feel like, you know, it deserves to get some credit. I'd say about a 5.5 or a 6 on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, 5.5 at the very least, 6 if I'm being nice. But it could go lower to a 5.5, but I'm impressed with what they did on the screen for so little amount of money. It's not going to move mountains, but it, it's, it still will be fun. And you can watch it on Shutter right now as part of your subscription in 1080p, which, you know, this movie didn't really get seen by a lot of people because literally you couldn't see the VHS print. It was so <laughs> fucking dark. For years, up until, like, I think it was, like, 2015, when, like, they finally had a DVD copy Mm -hmm. on Scorpion releasing, got it from MGM to put it out, and you could finally see it on DVD in 2014. So, you know, it's pretty cool. You can check it out there, or there's a shittier copy on YouTube if you really want, but... Christina, what did you think? Yes, this was a ripoff of Black Christmas. (laughs) Like completely, but I don't it was think like it is completely. Totally, it was worse. It was horrible. It was it was garbage. No, I'm just kidding. But it was pretty. I didn't enjoy myself at all. I found it. We had laughs. Don't be that mean. Well, we had laughs, but I come just, on. We had a good time watching it more uh, than we expected. I guess, but still, I did not like the ending. 
the dialogue was horrendous. It was so bad. The jokes and stuff that they were trying to convey and stuff, whatever. I, I didn't like any of the characters, and all the all the characters kind of seemed the same, mm. except you know maybe like the virgin is obviously the virgin, and everybody else was a slut. <laughs> Like everybody. Like most women. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I guys. mean, they didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But this movie does push on that button hard, but it is from 1980. Let's let's confess. Come on. Yeah, but still, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I didn't really enjoy myself. I mean, we laughed and stuff, but we laughed at it. I don't ever want to watch it again. I don't mind watching it again. I would watch it again. Oh, okay. Well, I would watch it again with a group of people. Yeah. It's not well, one that I'll continuously there's... watch. That's why I say 5.5 is pretty much my score. I gave it a three. Really? Yeah. And this is on a so, ba- so bad it's good kind of scale for me. Oh, okay. So it's like a 5.5 for me. I think the only thing I really liked about it, I did like the Santa costume and the mask. Right. Like, that was creepy. It's Whoa. stupid, but it's stupid fun for yeah, me. Yeah, that was stupid fun. But, yeah, I didn't like it. Three. Three. Wow. Yeah. Whatever, hater. Think you're being harsh, too harsh on this. We've seen such worse films than this. So, and you gave it a three. So weird to me. It's you're weird. weird. No, I wasn't in the mood. Just, I guess not. Jesus Christ, what do you need to be in the mood? A candy cane? That'd a be large nice. candy cane? Oh my God! Don't be <laughs> disgusting. I'm just, hey, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yes, you did. All right, maybe I did. <laughs> anyway, um. Sorry, guys. This is terrible. Horrible. It's the movie that I did give it. this podcast a two out of ten. Yeah, apparently. Well, it just hey, fuck you guys on the way out. Four weeks, you motherfuckers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we do have some trivia on this movie. I personally think it's it's you know don't expect a lot from this movie. Okay. So if you're gonna watch it, just, just don't be bad. You know, it's pretty average. Well, I have questions. Okay. Well, so what should we wait till we get into the oh yeah let's get okay, to the spoilers thank you. there you go remember how this podcast works <laughs> i'm trying to take over okay. all right you're thinking about that candy cane that's why shut up so if you guys don't want anything spoiled we're going to get into our spoiler section with trivia right now all you can do all you have to do is go down to the timestamps down below if you want to listen to the 13 slays of xmas are spoiler free on that there's timestamps for that and the or spoiler section for that uh, and then, of course, at the end of the thing, we won't have a new movie to talk about, so you don't have to worry about that because we won't be back for quite a few weeks. There you go. So, gunshot noise. Add a, a gunshot noise, Alex. <laughs> anyway, so if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, so some of the trivia on this movie is that they shot this movie, obviously, pretty quick. And you can tell. <laughs> it was shot in 10 days. Oh, wow. Okay, I have questions. Okay. So, do we know anything about the location? Because I feel like they, they knew someone. And they didn't say how was... they got the location. It's just a place in Santa Barbara that was a mansion. Oh, okay. Because I was like, that's a nice mansion. I wonder if it still looks like that. Yeah. No, they, they basically just, you know, had a place in Santa Barbara that they shot at. They probably got it for pretty cheap. Oh, okay. It was only 10 days, so they probably, you know. Right. They were like... You're going to pay me $2,000? Okay, fine. Right. I'm done. I'm down. I don't even live there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the cast and crew actually slept there the entire time while they were there. Well, you would have to because you got to... Everything. Yeah. You got everything. 
There is some clues in the movie as to who the killer's identity is early on in the film. Obviously. There's a shot of Mrs. Jensen's room there, and there's a photo hanging on the wall of the girl who killed during the hazing prank. Oh, okay. This movie predates Silent Night, Deadly Night by four years, and it borrows a revenge for a lost child like from Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Right, like and I said. You know what's funny, too, is that lady kind of looks like Jason's kinda. mom. Yeah. With the short hair and stuff. Yeah. The short blonde hair. Totally looks like her. It's yeah. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all the trivia I had on this movie. There was some other stuff in there. You know, Jennifer Runyon's first movie that she ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Like, nothing crazy. Apparently, Jennifer Runyon was like a bigger girl and she lost a lot of weights for this role. Oh. Like 60 pounds. Oh, God. That's but so... I was like, who cares about that shit? Like, it's... Well, you know, back then. I guess. We, we should care because it, it shouldn't be a pref- preference. Preference? 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 Yeah, it shouldn't be a preference. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit either way. But we do uh, want to talk about what happened in the movie. So the originally, and this we didn't mention in the movie because I kind of feel like it's if you point it out, like when when you're watching a movie and you see it happen, you know it makes sense why they're doing it. But I didn't want to put it in the spoiler free because I didn't want people to percolate on it a little bit too oh. much. So, but basically, a girl is chased up the stairs at some finishing king, at some finishing girls' school two years prior, and her and a mannequin fall face <laughs> face <laughs> flat. Yeah, her mannequin falls face <laughs> flat on the ground. And then she's like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> they like replaced the mannequin with her. You know, it was really funny. I was like, I f- somehow feel that this is very important. And they just kind of brush over it, you know, <laughs> which they've done this in other movies, you know, mm-hmm. like they just have something obligatory in the beginning. And then you'll eventually figure out that this is that yeah. kid, that kid or whatever, or that person. I'm surprised they didn't really like bring it up as like a tale because it was only two years prior. It wasn't like right. that long ago. Well, I guess there's a lot of girls that come in and out of that school, so. Yeah, but still. Two years later, a group of girls decide to stay behind for Christmas and not visit home. And they're sneaking in some boys who are flying in from out of town because they got moolah. On their private plane. Yeah, and every every girl's all wet about it. Like, they're all excited about it because these boys are coming to sneak in. And it just so happens that the main head mistress is out of town, which they kind of play on that at first. They're like, oh, it could be her, right? Yeah, where is she? Did she kill her? What's going on? Because she's so strict. And then there's some other lady who's taking care of the place who's just like cooks. Like the house mom. She's like the house mom or something. Yeah, I don't know what she is. I don't even think she was the house mom. She's the maid. Yeah. She was like, I made made food for you guys. She's the maid slave. And then, of course, she got the fucking, the house worker guy who's just weird, Ralph. Right. Who's obviously, it's not him from the get. You're right, just like trying to make it. Seem yeah, it's like, too obvious. Yeah. Like, whoa, calm down. He's weird, but he ain't a killer. Right. Um, but, you know, they show a bunch of different people that might be the killer and they go through their normal sequences of all of that. And Boring. then there's there's like some girl who's upstairs still getting ready for some guy. And like he comes outside and he's like, hey, Becca or whatever the fuck her name is. And then gets stabbed out there, and she comes down and gets stabbed, too, in the chest. Mm -hmm. And then they... This is the thing that was really weird to me, is that the killer actually buries all the bodies each time. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) In one night? And that's a lot of work for an old lady. Dude, there was how many bodies, you know, by the end of the movie? Right. 
Yeah, for you know, for well, we find out later that it's more than one. Right. So that's kind of you know, like Scream kind of did. Right. You know, so that wasn't the first movie that that did that. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, this one did. Mm-hmm. There was two killers. Mm-hmm. You'll never suspect. Mm-hmm. But all the guys show up on a plane at night, and of course, it's shot during the day. It's on that filter where they make it <laughs> yeah, look like, like, like dark. A, yeah, it's not. And it's like they're all dressed up in Santas, which doesn't make sense because we haven't seen the killer yet. But it's Christmas. But it's Christmas. I get it. That's why. No, no, no. But I think they were putting it in the movie to go, oh, to oh which one's you. the killer? Yeah. They probably but were. it didn't. We didn't see that it was Santa anyway. Right in the beginning. At that point, yeah. Yeah. So it didn't. It had no impact. Is what I was getting at. Right. Before I was rudely inter- No, I'm kidding. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You're like, oh, I don't know why they were dressed up as Santa. Yeah, I'm not Christmas. I'm, obviously, Christina. <laughs> I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a holiday movie. That's not the point I was making. <laughs> Um, there was a scene though that where there's a guy like, or somebody who's like scratching off a list of names who were apparently at this, this girl's, who caused this girl to fall to her death off the balcony. First of all, why did the dumb bitch run up to the fucking balcony anyway? You know, it doesn't make any sense. And why did they throw a mannequin down? She clearly (laughs) didn't die. (laughs) They just broke her mannequin. It's very upsetting. Okay. There was one guy that gets all hot and heavy in the living room on a bear fur with this girl, and she's like, no, someone will see. And he's like, who cares? He's like, my pee-pee's hard. I just want to get off. Like, he's like, really? <laughs> Sorry. It's like how it was. Um, his voice, by the way, the main guy, I can't think of his name. He just annoyed me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what if you got a oh he's trying to be sophisticated right which like he gets killed pretty quick uh which i'm thankful for right because i could not stand his voice and the it was so monotone and the girl with the fake british accent got killed off really quick too oh that's right you sure she was yeah she was the one who went to go get the beer in the fridge and then she, didn't she get attacked in the kitchen? You think you might be right. No. She, yeah, no. Santa slit her throat. Nope. They were laying on the carpet. The two people that were fucking got killed right there. So yeah. I don't know who she is or when she got killed. But the two people, before we jump ahead to somebody else. Oh, I was actually jumping backwards. Oh, there was a, she was killed in the kitchen? She was killed in the kitchen. Santa slit her throat open. Oh, okay. Neat. What did you think of that? It was okay. It went pretty fast. I mean, you don't even remember. Yeah, I don't so really I was care. Like... <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 two people fucking on the bear rug was where I caught it caught my attention. This is where the movie <laughs> got really good, if you know what I mean. Because there was boobies. No, there was not, there was and boobies. it was just, it was just this is the part that blew my fucking mind. It wasn't them fucking that was interesting. It was that. You see this fucking knight in shining armor, like literally a fucking knight with armor in the corner, which used to be kind of like cool to do. And there's yeah, in the late seventies, in the late seventies like and eighties, yeah, like they would just have this suit of armor in there. Or to make you it. would hang up swords. Yeah, same thing. My parents did the same thing. Yeah, my yeah. parents did too. It's like in the corner, and then all of a sudden, while they're fucking, the fucking person like cuts her throat, or no, she shoots a fucking uh, a fucking crossbow arrow through the back of his head comes out of his mouth and then lops off her head and it rolls off of the bear head and then blood squirts on the bear head which i was like you ruined a perfectly and again it happened so fucking fast it's like you could miss it if you blinked it was pretty quick 
But I thought it was really funny because I was like, how the fuck did they get in a suit of armor? I mean, that's not easy to do. You know what I mean? Oh, you can't just get in a suit of armor like all willy nilly, you know? You've been in suits of I, armor? Yeah, I've tried stuff on before and it is not easy. You have to like lace each piece up. Oh. That's a lot of work to get just sit in a corner for a fucking Why hour. Why didn't they just use Velcro? I don't. You gotta be, you gotta be shifty. And Christina, if I didn't you're a make killer. the movie. You gotta be shifty. I'm just trying to explain this to you. If it makes be, no sense, is what I'm getting at. If you're gonna be at. a killer, you can't, you don't have time to lace up shit when you gotta be sneaky. Okay? The point is, is that the killer is constantly doing shit like this and there is no excuse for it i'm giving you suddenly like santa's in a plane at one point in time without the door being opened oh yeah i don't know how he got in there like he and teleported and, alex yeah, teleported that's what i'm saying i'm like how the fuck is this bitch teleporting all over the place <laughs> it's her magic crystals <laughs> yeah but i thought that was kind of funny i don't know i just think it's weird like that was when i noticed that the killer is constantly warping around like it kind of makes sense when it's like jason because it's like what the fuck is jason is he a zombie supernatural like you know but when you're just seeing santa suit people and they're just warping around Mm -hmm. like that doesn't make any goddamn sense i don't know ralph the housekeeper keeps telling nancy the virgin girl you're so pretty yeah he keeps saying weird shit to her like i won't let you die i like you i like you nancy and you do not gonna die i do not know not let you know go die (laughs) and of course he dies of course yeah and then they find out that he's a fucking like actually convicted felon for some shit like robbery or some (laughs) stupid shit yeah because they find out that uh what did they what did oh that's right i remember now the detectives come hold on yeah that was later on though there is like a couple of sex scenes in the movie where the the nerdy boy is like getting hit on by the like hot girl or whatever and she's like you're cute and he, she's like are you ready what do you think of my bathing suit he's like oh it's nice but i'm gonna go back to researching um this paper here and she's like are you nervous and he's like no no i'm not nervous and she's like you're nervous aren't you are you a virgin he's like no no i would not be a virgin i'm not a virgin <laughs> i i will not be <laughs> i will not be a virgin <laughs> just fine day ma'am so she rapes him so she rapes him well no i mean he he takes off she was like i remember her saying are those your underwear and he's like yeah why and he's like she's like they're awful (laughs) (laughs) and he was like oh sorry oh that's right because i thought he was she was like who picked those out he's like i did i thought he was gonna say oh my mom picked him out right that's what i was thinking too yeah but um, but the, in the morning, they had this, like, conversation with each other where they're like, oh, so he got laid last night, apparently. And uh, there was this joke that one of the main guys makes uh, about it because he's dating the Leah girl, who's the redheaded girl who's, like, in charge of the whole place. She's, like, the one that's always, like, organizing things to happen and everybody else kind of just follows her, right? Right. And then he is like, what's her name again? And he's like, she's like melody and he was like wow what a note oh, God. <laughs> i know like that, like the whole fucking dialogue for this whole movie was like that <laughs> it was pretty bad i guess everybody pretends like they just showed up too so that they you know mm-hmm. so the house lady isn't like all freaked out that they banged you know the night before or whatever yeah, their plane broke down oh our plane broke down go away the pilot <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph is getting weirder and weirder and he's almost like he knows something is going on and he keeps saying that there's evil at the house 
And it's like, he won't say why. And he just keeps telling Nancy this. And there's this scene where like the nerdy boy is like out in the middle of the the woods or something with some other girl. And then he tries to get away from her because he's not interested anymore. After he got his nut off, he's just like, whatever, I don't need you anymore. And he's interested in the Nancy girl all of a sudden. So he comes out and jumps and scares her. And then she trips over Ralph's dead body, which sits up with like pops up. Yeah. Like like, pops up and his head's all fucking caved in or something. I don't know. He had blood on his face. That's, that's when the cops come. Right. And they are like, the cops like, well, maybe your friends are missing because they're all dead. <laughs> this is serious. Why aren't you guys taking this serious? He's like, look, we got to go home. And he's like, yeah, but there might be people fucking dead here, you idiot. <laughs> and uh, what happened after? Oh, that's right. He tells two of his cop guys to stay the night and watch over the house. And everybody has to stay inside. And he's like, you don't touch those girls, by the way, to the deputies. And he's, they're like, okay, she's sorry. Can't have any fun around here, huh? You know, he's like, well, with that kind of meat laying around, you oh know. Oh, my God. Remember he was saying something like that, wasn't right. he? All creeper, creeper. And then yeah. there's a scene where the Leah girl, who's seeing the main guy who flew in, just blows him off to go fucking. To go bang the. the one of the deputies. The 60-year-old detective. <laughs> Man, she's like moving around. She's just like, and then uh, the main guy finds out, and he's all upset about it, and tries to hit on the girl that the nerdy guy hooked up with. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just fucking everybody around in here. You know what I mean? They might as well just have an orgy and call it fucking Christmas's lay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a real laugh. <laughs> Seriously, though, it feels like a porno. It really did. It really did. But I think that's what's funny about it. It's so so ridiculous. Nancy tells the cops that Ralph was pleading to her, you know, to be safe and to, to protect. Yeah, he would protect her. And the cop was like, I did. I did look into him while while he's like touching her face all weird. Like, you sweet child. Weird. Like, it was really creepy. And then he's like, he had a pretty big rap sheet. He didn't hang out with the most gentle crowd. And she was like, what? You know, instantly she just hates him all of a sudden. And like, everybody's over it. They're all glad he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's a fucking yeah. Oh, he got a speeding ticket. Wow, I'm glad he's dead. Burning hell. Yeah, burning hell. You piece of shit. You deserve to die now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Santa is at it again. You know, walking the grounds at night with an axe, and the sec- second officer is like, "What the hell are you doing? Walking around in that goddamn thing as he's outside and gets killed." Of course. While the other deputy's upstairs having sex with Leah, mm-hmm. who then Santa goes upstairs to fucking kill them mm-hmm. and stabs the police officer in the back. And the Leah girl goes to take a shower and finds the head of the her friend who was on the bearskin in the shower. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this part cracked me up because she's like, I don't know why like she didn't get killed. Why didn't Leah get killed here? Because because she survived at the end. It's like he, they didn't want to kill her. Well, she's like, she's like, stop, stop. So it seemed really real. Like, yeah, and you, they, you thought that she was gonna get killed, but then later on, like she pops back up. But she's like in this this crazy mental space. Yeah, like where she's dancing around and as if they knew that she was just gonna lose her mind at that moment. Yeah, like come on, like that's a ridiculous well, thing. No. A traumatic experience could could trigger that. Yeah, but to to bank on it, you're, you're well for this movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, 
this is where Alex and Nancy are kind of hooking up a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, you really are cute. And she's like, I'd rather be beautiful. And he's like, you are beautiful. And he pulls her in. You think they're going to kiss? And he just puts her head on her ch- on his chest. <laughs> that was the suck my dick move. Yeah, that's what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, I was like, well, that's not, yeah. Oh, that's nice. You're beautiful. Here, suck my yeah. dick. <laughs> where you... <laughs> He like grabs her head and slowly starts Jesus pushing it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, Melody and the main guy who Leah was seeing before are up to no good. And he's like trying to convince her after they know that there's a killer on the loose to go outside so that they can fuck. And she's like, I don't know if we should do that. And of course they go outside and what happens? Fucking he gets fucking murdered yeah he gets fucking killed he gets choked out where you see his skin like santa's in a tree somehow i don't know how santa got in the fucking tree but santa's in a fucking tree somehow and they never heard him get up it well there's two so yeah he could have just been hanging out he takes rope puts it around the guy's neck and the guy's face looks like he's digging his shit the whole time it was pretty pretty crazy that was funny then fucking Melody runs inside, finds the head in the shower and all this other stuff. And then they like freak out and everybody's dead. And that's when Santa appears and it reveals that it's the, it's the lazy housekeeper. And she's like, you killed my baby. You gave her drugs, which they even tried to drug her mm-hmm. to make her go to sleep so they could bang all the dudes. Right. Remember? Right. And she was like, you were there, Nancy. And Nancy was like, I, I, I'm new here. I don't even know anything about it. That happened like a couple years ago. I heard about it. I'm not, I wasn't there. And she's like swinging a butcher knife at her. And she was like, you were there. It <laughs> <laughs> said, and then she pushes her over. And it's just like, eh. like suddenly the old lady is just like out for the count. Like barely pushed her, dude. Right. Like, like she's like, yeah, she killed all these people. Like she's trying she... to file a claim for insurance. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like some fucking dumb <laughs> shit. But she killed all these people. She buried their bodies. She's been running around all fucking day and night, no sleep. And the little tiny bitch girl pushes her, and she's she's done. Right. It's like <laughs> it's like really that's believable. She can get in and out of armor, no problem, but a push from the virgin girl and suddenly she's fucking spaghetti noodles on the floor. (laughs) But anyway, Melody escapes and wakes the pilot up and he's like trying to fix the plane. And this is what I was talking about. Santa just appears inside the fucking plane while he's trying to fix it up and turns on the propeller and you just see blood splashing up on the fucking on the front of the plane, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. That's a, this is why I laugh, because it was like, how the fuck did she get in there? This is like the ridiculousness. Right. But, you know, they get chopped up. That was funny. Now we're back in the house, and the housekeeper, Santa lady, she tries to stab Nancy, but misses, and they roll around on the floor for a bit. And then Nancy decides to go to the one balcony where her daughter fell to her death. Just so happens to be that balcony. And same mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good choice. <laughs> They had the flashback scene, which I thought this is kind of cool editing. I thought this was a cool little thing that they did here because instead of seeing, you know, you have the flashback of the girl falling off the balcony, but you see Santa's body hit the ground, the old lady. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I thought that was a cool little switcheroo thing that happens Mm -hmm. right there. And it's like, damn, same fate for both mom and daughter. Like, they both fall off the same balcony. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's that's some shit right there. That's some shit. But something told me she wasn't quite dead yet. I wasn't sure. I was, like, a little worried. (laughs) And sure enough, a second Santa appears holding the lady Santa. 
saying and he it, killed my wife. Yeah, he's like, you killed my wife. And he took off his mask, and it's like, oh, it's the fucking it's sheriff. The sheriff. Which we knew he was involved somehow because some of the shit he was saying. Yeah. And he chokes Nancy, and then Alex shoots a, an arrow through his back or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Nancy, Nancy's like freaking out, crying because the sheriff is corrupt. And I'm like, why? She really wasn't that close to him. I don't know why she's. Anyway, you'd think that'd be the end, but no, they have Leah kind of dancing all around the balcony, all crazy and shit. And Alex and Nancy just leave. And it's like, oh, to all a good night. <laughs> Get some milk and cookies. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I did score 5.5 is a little high. It's a little high, I'm telling you. I don't know. It's I think it's just average for, for the so bad it's good. But there's some funny shit in there, man. Like, just the Santa appearing in places is, like, ridiculous. Like, there's no way that that would happen. Like, I, that's the kind of shit that I think is funny. Right. So, anyway, the end. So. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh. What was your favorite kill in that whole fucking movie? I can't even remember. I'd probably say the, like, choking out one. Uh-huh. Well, there was the axe to the head to the cop, too. That oh, was a yeah, pretty good one. that was a good one. But I think the choking out one, because you see his skin lifting up, they did really good practical effects on that. Because it looks like, ugh. I don't even remember. Like like a cheese slicer is like cutting his throat. Maybe it was cheese. Because he had string around his neck. It wasn't even like, mm-hmm. or fishing line or something. I don't know what it was. It was fishing line. Was it? Yeah. Because I remember say, saying that. like, Got a big one here. Got a big one. <laughs> you got to let it run a little bit and come back so it gets tired. <laughs> anyway, warping Santa aside. Uh, yeah, I'm curious if any of you guys think it's an average film, or do you agree with Christina? I don't mind. Pure I don't give a shit. Your taste doesn't have to be as good as mine. It can be as terrible as hers. Pure garbage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and this is an anthology, of course, uh, called 13 Slays Till Xmas that came out in 2020. On December 24th, five seemingly random men are invited to a dive bar by a mysterious email. They decide to pass the time by resurrecting the old tradition of telling scary stories on Christmas Eve. That's not an age-old thing, is it? No. You tell the, like... It's Halloween. What do you do on Christmas? What's that story that everybody always reads? Uh, Twas the night before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's talk about murder. (laughs) Anyway, this is uh, produced by P.J. Starks, who's also a director and producer, and Eric Huskins, Huskison. Full disclosure, by the way, guys, I am friends with two of the directors in this anthology, just so you know. (laughs) One being John Hale III, who I actually helped out one of his first shorts called The Conduit back in the day. And uh, also um, friends with Jed Bryan, who has, you know, he's supported the podcast. I even helped him with a magazine ad that I did on Photoshop for and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he even bought one of our shirts. So. Oh, what a nice yeah. Just Just being disclosure, you know, take my word with a grain of salt. But I think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm honest. I don't know these people. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I couldn't really find too much of a budget on this one, but I can tell you right now, this is a very, very indie, indie budget it's and pa- it's an anthology. It's so a passion was, project, right? Right. A lot of the people that made these did not have much money. Right. And did this purely out of wanting to make something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to be a mixed bag of, you know, there's not going to be like big actors in here. You can't compare it to Creep Show. You know, like this is not that type of anthology. Yeah. 
So, um, Christina. Yeah. What did you think of this anthology? Well, let me tell you, I did enjoy this overall. It was, okay. It was all the stories were pretty good. They were different. The stories were different. Sure. Like I've never seen a lot of these before. Um, with that being said, I enjoyed the wraparound segments until it got to the end. Okay. Kind of lost me. Say I'm the opposite. Oh yeah. I like the wraparound at the end. Really? More because of the, the what happens. I'm not well, gonna say. Oh yeah, I know. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, without getting into, should I should I name my favorites or no, not yet, okay. not until we're, okay. We're gonna name our favorites in the spoiler section. Okay, so we'll talk about it then. Okay, they they weren't like all of the stories weren't like home runs, but I mean you have to expect that in an anthology, like mm-hmm. you. But overall, compared to like the other anthologies we've watched, this one's pretty good. Right. Yeah. It had some good concepts and yeah, stuff they in had it. good directions and every like everything. Sure. Um, a lot of them like were very different from one another, so there was right. there was a little overlap, but not very much. Yeah, I mean, it was the the actual again the storytelling and that got a little confusing because I I didn't really understand at first that like each person was telling two stories. I kind of wish they had like a title bar or something sure. before the story or more of a emphasis of who was telling. Which person was tell was supposed to be telling these stories? Right, and it's more than just the five individuals because you got the bartender, right? Exactly. There was also this woman who's serving all of them, and she tells her own two stories as well. So. Right, exactly. But I mean, it would have been nice if there was a little bit more of a, a like a directional, like this right. is what we're doing right now. But a lot of the times, I feel like the like when it comes to anthologies, like the wraparound really has to sell it the most. It really does. Or it's not, you know, and I don't expect too much from anthologies very much, you know, because it's the sum of its parts, but. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it with you. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Really? Yes. Wow. Glad we own it. Okay. Wow. I was not expecting that. Um, what were you expecting? I don't know. You're pretty fucking picky, dude, to be honest with you. you're a fucking bitch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what did you think? Well, so I, you know, like I said, I got this movie back in January or whatever, and, you know, I wanted to review it back then, so I didn't get to watch it until, you know, now, 11 months forward, we finally get to watch it. You know, I had actually heard of this anthology because of John and and Jed working on it, but also PJ Starks, whom I follow on Facebook, so I knew this was coming and instantly threw down money on a copy, so I've not watched it until then, I've not really... We didn't even open it. Yeah, we didn't even yeah. open it because I just I just wanted to give it some air till then because I just, I don't know, February is just not the time to do it. Um, but I had heard from a few friends that had seen it that were not too happy with it, I guess. Oh. Yeah, which I thought was like, I was like, oh, bummer, dude. I don't know if I want to, you know, like this is going to be a hard one to review or whatever. But I actually disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's horrible. Like, I mean, if you're comparing it to Creep Show, yeah, it's not going to be Creep Show. Right. So if you guys can't differentiate between 70, you know, like probably, I don't even know how much money they spent, but I, I guarantee you it was probably less than the first movie we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not including all the like, you know, trying to sell it, marketing and stuff like that. But I guarantee you it was not that much money. But there are 13 shorts. Well, technically 14 or 15, if you count the very, very, very short one in the very beginning. But I would go into this, you know, this isn't, 
you know, going to be a really high level budget, you know, kind of thing. So I would go into this with the knowledge of that. And it's more heart than it is budget and more creativity than it is, you know, capable of being able to provide the, the entertainment or the visuals that you might want a hundred percent. So they just, they have to get crafty. Mm -hmm. So, which I kind of admire in anthologies and that makes for fun entertainment. If they can kind of make you laugh and do some interesting twists and stuff like that. As I mentioned also, you know, every anthology is the sum of its parts, including the wraparound. The wraparound for this one is, is okay. It's not great. I enjoyed the end of it more than I did the beginning of it or the, the Mm. process of it, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, these aren't the greatest actors. No offense to anyone, of course. It's just, you know, it's not on that level, you know. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it could have been tightened up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to make it flow a little faster. Um, you got, like, a priest, a cop, a Santa, and everybody tells, like, their best two stories of a horrifying Christmas tales. And, you know, most of the segments in this anthology are actually pretty decent ideas on a budget. Some of the twists, some playing off of other stories for the holidays that you might have heard of, and some just taking place on Christmas and not really being very Christmassy at all. Like, but I'd say the lion's share in this are pretty decent stories, obviously each made by their own crew and their own cast directors, writers, etc. And there is blood and gore and some suspension of disbelief that you'll need in some of these stories, as well as, you know, suspension of disbelief in some of the acting, because we're not dealing with like, you know, Emmy award winning performances (laughs) here. It's just kind of for the fun of it, you know, like why you would get out there and do something. You felt that too. It was like for the fun of it. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some I thought were pretty funny. Like there's quite a few more funny ones in this. Uh, It seemed like the beginning of them all were kind of funny. And then it kind of dipped into some other stuff by the end. Dark shit. Some are just kind of cheeky, kind of on the nose, Mm -hmm. like, you know, but uh, there was a couple that were serious. And I think one of the two of those were my favorite, but, Mm -hmm. but we had a pretty decent time watching this one and it's not going to be my favorite anthology for the holidays, but it is worth a watch if you're looking for some, you know, budget stuff. I'd say for an indie and it's budget and everything considered, it's probably a six out of 10 for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's pretty good actually, because most anthologies are right. You know, the sum of its parts are not that good. Right. So... But, you know, if you lower your expectations on the quality level and everything and you can kind of just get into the spirit of filmmaking and just, you know, I think you can appreciate this one. I really do. Mm -hmm. I mean that honestly. Um, And I got a link for you guys if you want to check it out. Um, You can actually look it up on Amazon. It's 13 Slays Till Xmas or two or till. Now I'm like confused. Till. Wait, I made sure to copy and paste it. It is till. 13 Slays Till Xmas. Dash mess. Yeah, and you can get it for a dollar ninety nine right now to rent. That's not bad. That's and worth it. It's worth it. I think that's worth it. Two bucks to watch it. I think that's fine. It's it's the holidays. It's good. You know. Sure, just pop it in if you've seen enough of uh, all the other stuff already, and you want to see something a little different. You know, maybe watch that. Um, but other than that, so you gave it so six point five between the two of us. Pretty good. That's not bad. Um. This, this wasn't a banger uh, podcast episode, but it seems like the anthology made us both happy more than the mm. other one. It totally. <laughs> uh, but totally. I still, you know, it's an 80s movie, so it's like, you know, it's cheesy shit, you know. 
Um, we do have some trivia on this movie that we'll talk about, and then we're going to get into our top four picks and what, what they each were. Uh, and I'll let you go first once we do that, once we get That's past right, the bitch. trivia. So <laughs> if you don't want anything spoiled, we're not going to go over every single segment here, by the way, guys. Um, you know, and it was very tough, by the way, to pick our top four. So I'll just it say It was. Um, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So I got questions, Alex. What do you got? So, d- how bad did COVID, like, skew this? Because- a lot. It actually helped. It, it disturbed the production of the uh, of putting it out, in yeah. fact. Oh, of putting it yeah, out. They okay. didn't make the deadline for, for the holidays. Oh, see, that's what sucks, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, that really sucks. It really fucked it up. It just, you know, it happens. You can't, you can't, you try to plan for the best you can. Right. Shit just happens. Right, and nobody you know, knew this I saw, was going to happen. I, there's some interviews on the disc and stuff I watched a little bit of last night, and yeah, you know, he was worried just that anybody would back out at that point because you right. got 13 different people on a very small budget. Anything yeah, could happen. And the world's falling apart. Right. Yeah, that's that makes it. Oh, that makes it a little bit more amazing. I yeah, think. a little bit, a little anything could happen. I mean, it, it happened over the cross the entire year. Right, right, right. And I'm sure you know there was some things behind the scenes that we don't know about, but I'm sure you know that. That, you know, are, are problematic, but just just like any job, you know, when you're yeah. getting something done, you know, and you have that many people working on stuff. It's just right. it's really hard to keep together. And you're kind of just sitting back. He said that he sat back and just kind of let everybody have their creative freedom to do stuff. It's pretty cool. You know, he offered his help anytime he could. But, you know, for him, I'm sure it was like the, the producers. It's oh like, God, it would be having a they're like, please come through. Please come through. We can't just not do this. Right. So, um, but he said it worked out pretty relatively good. It is um, a movie or this whole anthology. If you saw by the end, there is a dedication to Gigi, mm-hmm. which, you know, before the end credits. And this is a, a memorial to Almeida Chano, the grandmother of uh, producer and creator PJ Starks. Aww. So. That's really nice. It is sweet. The alcoholic drinks that they had in the wraparound, mm-hmm. Digging Up the Ghosts is what it was called, mm-hmm. all have labels featuring references to popular cult horror films. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I, don't, I didn't really notice this till I read it. Mm-hmm. So, but they had Dawn of the Dead. It was called Dawn of the Red. <laughs> Reanimator, which was Reagent Light. <laughs> and then Psycho is Bates Brew. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, the Dead Air segment actually had some more of the heavier right the references, references, which and is the guy Ray about the radio, nods. like yeah. that he's like doing a radio show at night, and he's a rock shock shock rock DJ who's getting replaced. He thinks, and he starts making a lot of assumptions. He's drinking Craven's cold brew. Right. There's <laughs> um, here's a couple of to, to Easter eggs that were in that. Um, the babysitter wanted in the hallway. There was a oh, sign, right. and that was for when a stranger calls. You mm-hmm. said Craven Brew, which he was drinking, which is obviously Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. We even saw like there's so many in this one. Like I'm not gonna point is them all out. Fulci or Fulci Bava Radio Group on the Media wall. Media Group. Yeah, that was the company. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Also, in one of the other segments that Jed Bryan, who is the director of Unlisted Owner, his full feature length film, mm-hmm. um, which I think he's doing a sequel. I, I don't remember. I haven't. We still need to watch it. Yeah, we do. I feel bad about that. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. You're a horrible person. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So um, Jed Bryan is actually in the Dead Air mm-hmm. segment. Oh, in the party? In the party when they show up and... 
Yeah, like he kills the 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 guy who's pretending to take his job. Uh huh. Right, right. Yeah, and then he kills him, and then everybody's like, "That was a good scene." They see him in the in the hallway after he he stabs him in the back of the head. Uh huh. <laughs> and you see Jed in the back with his unlisted owner shirt. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't wearing a BTV shirt, but uh, we'll maybe have to ask him about that. He'll probably be like, "Well, you didn't pick." Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe mine did. If if mine got number one, then we'll talk. We'll see. <laughs> uh, also, producer PJ Starks has two cameos in the film. One is a cover of the the Rue Morgue magazine that he's reading, oh. where you can see PJ Starks on, and the other is at the end of uh, a Christmas to Dismember which was like the 10th, I think, one. Uh-huh. Where he's like, he walks out into the hallway and he's like, ho, ho, holy shit. That was him? <laughs> that was him, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like Philip DeFranco. I gotta be honest. Like, he really looks like Philip <laughs> DeFranco. Maybe like, they're cousins They're or like something. brothers or something, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> if you guys know who we're talking about, he's like a YouTuber. And I swear to God, he looks, he looks very similar. And to in him. the beginning of the movie... One of a YouTuber that we used to watch all the time, Sean C. Phillips. Oh, yeah. And Rebecca Reinhardt's in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And she's hosted. She's been a host on the show before. Yeah. Guest host. Yeah. So we're all friends with some of the people. I forgot that they, I, I forgot to mention them too. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, uh, no swaying here on uh, what we thought of uh, each of these episodes or segments. Um, there's the top four. We decided on top four. It was very hard. The fourth, the fourth one is the the one that really fucked me up because mm-hmm. I could pick the top three pretty easily, but the fourth one, there's so many that were like fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Like I just had to go with my gut. Mm-hmm. So this was definitely tougher than it seems. And I'm sure I'll get shit for being friends with some of the directors anyway, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest what I thought of this. I, I hope you believe me. Christina, yes. you want to shoot off your fourth favorite? I really enjoyed Santa Claus. That was the one where... What number is that? What number short is that? Oh, fuck. One. Number eight. Okay, number eight. I can't was... believe I'm more organized than you, but go ahead. Suck a dick. Um, <laughs> that is the one where the girl is sitting on her bed. She's writing a, a letter to Santa because she wants a cell phone. Her brother comes in, scares her with his lizard. You know right off the bat that in real life they are siblings. You can totally fucking tell. Right. They look the same and everything. And the little brother, you know, Santa's not real, but, you know, he has an evil twin. He. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. love the story. They took all the bad stuff out of the good stuff or out of the good stuff for Santa. Where do you think it went? It went to his evil twin and yeah. he's down in hell. And do you know how to get him out of hell? You got to play a Christmas song backwards. Right. And she had a, a Christmas music playing on her record player because kids have record players. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he starts doing that. And then this evil Santa Claus, it was so cool, comes up and kills him. Stabs him immediately. And then he puts, she wakes up, she sees a present in front of her and opens it up. And it's it his cell phone. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that And then one. she calls her friend on the phone instead of worrying about her dead brother. <laughs> 
right. Which I thought was kind of funny. I mean, how cool is that? So that was one of the ones that fought for fourth for me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't oh, make well, up good. my I'm mind. Oh, look at I said it. And I love how, and it was the director's kid, so this is Yeah, like, this is Drew Maverick, or Marvick, by the way, who did this, the writing and directing of this short called mm-hmm. Santa Claus, as in claws that would scrape your face off. Mm-hmm. And those were his kids. Yeah. Well, so from here on out, we're going to say the director and the writer first, and then we'll talk about what each of the segments oh, are, just okay. just so you know. Sorry, I didn't know. No, that's fine. What uh, was your I number... just want to be organized about it. What was your number four? I picked the fifth short called Don't Kill Santa on Christmas, which was the um, one that was written by writer and director Sean Blevins. Who has it's about two robbers on Christmas Eve and he keeps going like, Why are we here? Like, why are we robbing this place? And then like he's like, Well, his his wife and his child died and he's all alone. He's like, Honestly, I don't think there's anything here <laughs> of value to be here on Christmas Eve. And uh and then the guy comes home drunk and sad and they they kill him and then the Christmas tree or Christmas wreath comes alive and starts killing them. And it was like really funny mm-hmm. because like he like stabs his friend like in the With middle of it. With a butcher knife. Right. Tries to, to cut the, the, the tree that's attacking. Well, and then when the guy comes home to his house, he sees the one creepy looking dude with the glasses, like just hiding very obviously behind the Christmas tree, <laughs> 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 which made me laugh. And, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Plus I like when, when like, Christmas trees or wreaths or whatever come to life and start killing people and everything like that. Do you remember how it ended? Everybody died. But I don't know. I thought that was a it was a fun one. It was like kind of faster paced one and it kind of just flowed a little bit better uh, than some of the other ones we had seen. And so I, that's that's why I picked that one. What about your third, Christina? It's number four. It's a wonderful death. Ah, OK. Yeah, yeah. So it's a play on uh, A Wonderful Life, obviously, mm-hmm. and it was directed and written by John Mason. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really love the twist on this one. This this guy's like, it's like, I guess it's Christmas Eve. And it's he's, Scrooged, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's trying to kill himself. He, he has like lights or some, you know, shit, like trying to hang himself and this this scarf this demon or something pops up and is like you know hey what are you doing he's like what are you my guardian angel he's like eh, something like that and he's showing him future the past you gotta explain it oh you didn't you just kind of bunched it all together it's a wonderful life go ahead so the the guy who pops up is is like showing him his ex-wife you know doesn't want him to have the kids why he shouldn't kill himself you know so he's essentially playing the part of the angel in The Wonderful Life, but he's a demon. So why would a demon want him to live? And so they go through. Right. And then they show the the ex-wife, you know, with her new husband, you know, talking about why he shouldn't have the kids for Christmas. Yeah. He got an email from her saying, don't come by. And that's why he was going to hang himself. Yeah. And so he ends up hanging himself anyway. Well, yeah, but he he shows him the past, the future, or the the current, and then the future. And in the future, he ends up trying to kill, he kills his wife and his children or something like that, and then hangs himself or or something anyway. And he was like, oh, see, you were so right to do that, and you should have done that. And then the guy hangs himself anyway, so he doesn't kill (laughs) his wife. And then a text message comes through that he should come and spend Christmas with them. Right. So I thought it was really clever. It was a really clever story. What was your number four? 
Uh, three. You oh, mean three. three? I was going to say, yeah. My number three was the second short called The Devil's Do. Um, part of the reason why I like this one is is war- how it ended. Um, this one was tough for me because it just was creepy for me. When mm-hmm. movies and shows do stuff like this, this is really is it was unsettling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I liked about it because it was kind of serious. And it's about a, a, a father and his daughter and he's like, talking to her and you soon find out that, you know, she's like, I just want you to know, I love you, dad, you know? And he, and he's like, I love you too, you know? And then she shuts the door, he shuts the door and then he gets a phone call and it's the devil and the devil's like, you find out that the, the kid and, and him had lost their mom in a car accident where they were the only ones to survive. The twist is, is that technically she didn't survive and he was the only survivor and he offered up their souls, his soul or their souls so that he could just spend uh, till she was 18 with her Mm -hmm. to enjoy her life. That would have been plucked from her at a very young age Mm -hmm. and the devils come to collect. And he's like, I don't care what you say. I don't fucking care. You're not going to stop me. And then he goes up to the daughter's room and runs up there and he himself is there talking to his daughter and she thinks it's him, but it's the devil made to look like him. And he's like, how are you doing, sweetie? I love you too. And he grabs the back of her head and like punctures his finger in the back yeah, of her like head. like the thumb into the skull. Oh. It's weird. And you just see her eyes rolling back in her head and shaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like blood like oozing out of his hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, Gross. I just something about it kind of reminded me of um, Channel Zero, mm-hmm. you know that meaty one and the second one where they go to the some sort of the dream. It's not the dream door. It was the uh, something else where the they they go down in the basement and they if they think about somebody enough, it like turns them into like f- like meaty chunks of flesh or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you touch it, it, like, turns into, uh, what's that fruit that has all the seeds in it? Kiwi? No, it's, like, pomegranate. Pomegranate. Yeah, it, like, turns them into pomegranate. And if you eat it, it, like, helps you remember the memories or something like that. It kind of reminded me of that, so that's why I liked it. So, Christina, what was your second favorite? Christmas caribou. Okay, the killer caribou. Yes, I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed... Wait, hold on. The killer caribou, you mean, right? Oh, is that what? It is? Oh, yeah, the killer. Ca- yeah, that's yeah, the sorry. John. That's the John killer. Hale the Third that did the condo we mentioned about earlier. Just mm-hmm. by the way, he wrote and directed this. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the actual reindeers in this. The practical effects. I actually the story for like a short short. Right. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was really good. It was quick. Simple. I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like the old man in it. Yeah. Uh, that's actually my number one. Oh, is it? Yeah, so oh, spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll just talk about it. Um, right. I really like the, the reindeer. Uh, Cody Ruck did the practical effects on that. Mm-hmm. He's done stuff for him for his other shorts and stuff like that. But I like the twisty tale in it where these two guys, they show up in the middle of the night to this old man who's just like sipping on his coffee and listening to Christmas music. And they show up and he's like, they're guns in hand and they're trying to escape something. And he's like, I knew we shouldn't come up here and try to kill a caribou in the middle of Christmas. You know, it's like, what the hell are you doing? And then you find out, I'm like, I didn't know what a caribou was right away. Right. Like, I heard, you know, I knew what it was, which is basically reindeer. Right. Um, 
I didn't know either. Yeah, you know, I'm from. Well, the that's. Desert. I think that's why they did it. He did yeah. it that way so it that it, smart. it wouldn't be too obvious, like right out the gate. Um, I like how they were like rejects. They're like reindeer rejects. Right. Well, that's what. Well, before we get there, we find out that the old man is actually knows a lot more about what's going on than they do, and he's like, because they're trying to escape these like killer caribous, and he's like. One of the guys goes upstairs and he gets his stomach eaten out and he's like dead up there, which you find out later. And then the old man's like having this conversation with him. He's like, why are you doing this? You're a good boy. You know, like, why would you do this? You've always been a good boy. How did you know my name? Yeah. And he's like almost like Santa. You're like, is this Santa? It's like one of his elves. Yes. Yeah. Rejected elves. Well, he's not the rejected elf. He deals with the rejected reindeer. So when they come out messed up or get fucked up somehow, whatever Santa's creative land is. You know, because climate change, so that makes them that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Santa doesn't want to just chuck them out and put a fucking reindeer bullet head in their head. You know what I mean? Reindeer bullet. You know, so obviously he's like careful, kind and everything like that. And then this guy. Yeah, he lets them run around and eat people. <laughs> well, hey, man, they only eat bad people. So, I mean, did he have a felony? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I just love the twist on that one. And then the guy gets eaten, he gets speared in the chest by the caribou, and he's on the ground. And then he's like, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> that was great. I thought that was really cool. I did too. And what was what was your number two? Uh, my number two was A Christmas to Dismember. It was the least Christmassy one. Yeah, it really was. It was the 10th <laughs> short, and it was directed by Alex Clark and written by PJ Stark, so the producer. Uh, there's like a prison transport, and there's like two dead officials outside of it that's turned over, and like a prisoner on the loose, and like one lady cop is by herself and like spooked out, and she's like trying to, you know, assess the situation and protect herself and everything like that. And she ends up shooting a deputy by accident. And like, because she's scared, you know, like she doesn't see it. And this is just like a memory that keeps repeating in this killer's head who was out there killing all these people. Um, and he's reliving it every Christmas or I guess permanently for life or whatever in his head. And he's in a jail cell in the prison. And um, you see the guy like mimicking stuff that's happening in the in the part we saw. Mm -hmm. So it like flashes into the jail cell. And so it's not really happening live at that moment, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. And then and it's the guy. And then this other new guy comes in and, and they're well. And then this other um, they're in a nut house, by the way, or whatever you want to call it, like an insane asylum or whatever you want to call it, like a hospital for that kind of thing. And one of the guys like this guy's famous, you know, he's like taking selfies with the guy in the window mm -hmm. and one of the killers that did all this stuff. And then this other guy comes in and he's like the new guy. And they have this back and forth with each other. And he's like, yeah, that guy killed my fucking sister. And he puts up a gun to the window and shoots him. He's like, and now you're going to really love this. And he puts the gun to his head and shoots himself. It's like Jesus. I know. I was like, God damn, what's funny, dude. What's funny about that one? I was, I didn't like it at first. I thought it was really annoying. I was like, but that end part like really turned me around. I was like, yeah, oh, that one was really good. That's like some fucking in the mouth of madness type shit. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. You're gonna love this part I wrote. Yeah. You know, like oh. <laughs> and then that's when PJ Starks comes out and he's like, oh, hold, ho, ho, holy shit. <laughs> 
But they show the blood splatter the other guy while uh-huh. he's holding his phone. He's like, here, you're going to want to record this. This is going to be the best part. This will get you the most likes. It's like, oof. Damn, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I like that one is because of that how dark it got right there. You see, I like the dark shit a lot. Yeah. But I I, I honestly think like all the stories had, you know, you, they're, they're, we're talking about five minute shorts here, just about five to ten minute shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's thirteen of them, so there's a you know, it's not it's not a lot of time. Yeah, but the whole thing together, it wasn't. I was expecting this to be over two hours, and it wasn't. It's was an hour and forty something. Yeah, it was just a normal you know runtime, really. Right. Because like ABCs of death, Jesus Christ, it's like two and a half hours. Well, yeah, well, you got twenty six fucking letters. You know what I mean? That you got to go through. Yeah. So. There's a lot. For some reason, I was expecting it to be, like, really long. No. Or 13, yeah. you know? Anyway, what I was going to say is is that, yeah, I think the my number one I think I picked is because I like the story and the idea that there is just some rejected, like, reindeer that live in a cabin somewhere right. up north that kill fucking people. Mm-hmm. I just like that idea and that this old elf is just sitting up there drinking cocoa while fucking letting these killer caribou kill people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I thought he did a really good job because he was in John's other segment uh, or other short called The Conduit mm-hmm. as a as a homeless person. Oh, okay. And uh, it was good to see him kind of act normal. I think he did a really good job in, in the role of this character. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I mean, it was they're all real close, you know. For the most part, like, you know, I don't know. I think they were all, I think they all, like, there's some stuff, like, even in Jed Bryan's one, the Kringles, uh, the Christmas Kringle. Oh, yeah, clown. The thing I liked about that one was when he wrapped the bag over the... <laughs> the cotton candy bag? Yeah, what, 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 he put it over the kid's head or the dad's the head? The dad's head. Yeah, and then he stabs him in the head over the bag, <laughs> which I thought was really cool, because I'd never great. seen that. yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, he stabbed him in the head." There's other stuff in the in the film that I, that I really liked. I don't really want to go over our least favorites because that's just not tactful. That's mean, yeah. yeah, I really I did enjoy most of them though. I really did. Yeah, I thought it was fun for for an indie. It was a lot more than I expected. Oh, totally. So, so um, but yeah, so that's uh that's everything, guys. Like, fuck you all. Yeah, I'm <laughs> out. See you. In- <laughs> I'll see you in five weeks. I would be interested to see what other people think about this uh, anthology um, and, you know, maybe the other movie, too. If you guys have seen it, if it's, like, something new that you're waiting to see now or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, are you going to watch these? Uh, I would love to hear from you guys, see what you think. Um, Yeah, we're going to be gone for a few weeks here, and I certainly hope that you guys have a great holiday season. Happy Yule. Yeah, happy Merry Christmas. Get that Yule log Happy Hanukkah. Out. Fucking, I don't know what other cel- uh, other hell- celebrations there are. Happy Zoroaster's Day. <laughs> I don't know if there's a... New Year's. Happy New Year's. Hare Krishna. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Hare Krishna. I only know... What? That's a, isn't that a cult? <laughs> no, it's not a... I don't know. What it used to be... Zoroaster's was like, I think, one of the things. I oh, know. okay. I don't know. I used to be uh, in uh, a lot of different religions. Right. Just trying them out. I know. You got to tr- test it out. Yeah, try you know? them out. See which guy's the coolest. Who, you know, you know which one's going to give me more money? Yeah. <laughs> which one's going to let me eat ribs? <laughs> <laughs> well, your guy sucks. You know? 
my God will kick your God's ass. Yeah. <laughs> my God believes in guns and freedom. <laughs> my God believes in mermaids and yeah. pandas. I don't my know. God gave me a son and he had an AK-47 on his... <laughs> Instead of that lamb you see him holding, he had an AK-47. <laughs> he's, a, he's locked and loaded Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding, guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season and I hope you enjoy it with someone that you care about. And if it's not with someone you care about, check out our old episodes and maybe we'll give you some care. Uh, don't forget, we got YouTube videos that were that are going to be coming on the way. Yep. So please check those out and support the YouTube as it helps us out a great deal too. And um, But yeah, other than that, we'll see you January 10th unless something changes. Stay locked to the social media because we'll have information on there. But uh, yeah, Thanks for coming by this week, guys. And as always, long live the void. You have been listening to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday.